0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern fried and, this week, spooky. Well, fried is in,
1: I need to post recipes. That would be awesome. Y- yes. I well, might do that on my Patreon. My specific recipes, I Ooh, might ila. post those on Patreon. He's the cook in the household,
0: y'all. And I experiment with my food, so... I'm now envisioning electrodes like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> anyway! <laughs> <laughs> and this week, yep. spooky plus true crime. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I am your Florida man, Tony. And as always, we'd like to invite you up onto our digital porch. That mm-hmm. is to say, our Facebook page, Instagram, mm-hmm. Patreon.
1: Where you could probably find some some recipes that I
0: may add. Well, eventually, I think that'd be great. And spooky recipes! <laughs> you can find us listed as Southern Fried Spooky. Yep, pretty much anywhere where you hear podcasts. <clears throat> That's true. Yep. That's true. So, pretty soon, we're going on vacation. We're yep. going to our annual Walt Disney World trip. So we've decided to do a Disney-related story Mm -hmm. Last year we did spooky tidbits about the parks We covered the small world dolls to Tony's great dismay Yeah, god Deadly accidents and hauntings Yeah So this week our focus is on one particular person Who did a large portion of the design work Ooh, Mary Blair? She's very cool, but not spooky Joe Rody Oh, even cooler, but not spooky Oh, okay, so what are we doing? We are doing a classic though. Yeah. He did a lot of a design work or imagineering of mm-hmm. our favorite attraction, which is the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. But he was also the victim of a as yet still unsolved murder. Yale Gracie. He's not Southern. No, he is not. But There's a haunted mansion in every park, and we have one in Florida, so there. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, he himself has nothing to do with the South. He is
1: far from Southern.
0: We just like him. Yeah, he was the son of an American consul, mm-hmm. so he was actually born in Shanghai, China.
1: Not Southern.
0: Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I should clarify, he is yeah. definitely American, Euro, yeah, 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 yeah. he's not yeah. Like, both, of,
1: both of his parents were American. He was
0: just born in China. Yeah, he was born in China, though. September 3rd, 1910. Yeah. And he attended an English boarding school. I'm really curious what his accent sounded mm-hmm. like. <laughs> I, I've never seen a recording of him speaking. I've just seen pictures. And after graduation, he moved to the United States. And there, here, he attended the Art Center School of Design in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. So close to Disney. (laughs) Well, I think at this point, Disney isn't around yet. The entity, the man, definitely. Now, Gracie, see if this sounds familiar, he grew up as a shy young boy, fascinated by Popular Mechanics magazine, and he had a complete set of the Boy Mechanic series of books published by Popular Mechanics in the early teens of the 20th century. I don't remember these stories, but... I could only imagine if they were still being published, you would absolutely have, I don't know, burned the house down. Oh, probably. The Boy Mechanic series featured hundreds of projects for boys, because it was, you know, back then, from magic tricks to building kites and tie racks to making boomerangs. Some of the other projects may seem a little... Shall we say outdated? Well, I was doing a lot of that stuff with my uncle. Unsafe today. Okay, like they included this one kills me chemical photography, okay, and coal furnaces. In addition, some of the projects include the use of gunpowder, mercury, sulfuric acid, nitric acid. You know, things that are a little questionable <laughs> nowadays. Back, back, back when people didn't know the meaning of, yeah, that could
1: kill you. Yeah, remember
0: the early chemistry sets, and it's like, oh, this will actually give off radiation. Oops!
1: <laughs> like, you can have this this 1920s uh, chemistry kit. It comes with real radium.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of like, wasn't there a kid who like built an actual nuclear device yes. in his backyard? Yes. He would have been one of the perfect students for this. But anyway. Yeah. The Boy Mechanic series sparked in Mr. Gracie mm-hmm. an interest in gadgetry and magic illusions. Should we be calling him Mr. Gracie or Master Gracie? Well, we're getting there. He's yeah. not Master Gracie yet. Okay. This interest eventually led him to create many of the amazing facts at Disney theme parks. Like a pixie dust projector, which mm-hmm. ended up being used in Space Mountain to block out the surrounding structure. But we'll explain more about that later. Yeah.
1: Still, he invented a lot of cool things. Oh, he did. Very cool like things. Like the, the godfather of modern Imagineering. Kind of, yeah.
0: He first joined the company, by which we mean the Disney Company. The Disney Company, yes. In 1939 as a layout artist for Pinocchio. Oh. Which is, I think, one of the more beautiful... Like, the storyline, I'm like, eh, but the imagery is really pretty. Oh, yeah. And he did the same for Fantasia. He also contributed to the layouts and backgrounds of animated shorts featuring Donald Duck and his other characters. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you look it up on IMDb, his filmography, if you will, is a ridiculously long list. So I'm not going to go into all of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, crazy long list. Hundreds. (laughs) Yes. Gracie's office at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank was always cluttered with what you could call lunch hour experiments he was always making some sort of gadget or building models and apparently it was mr walt disney's habit on saturday afternoons to sort of make his rounds through Mm -hmm. the deserted offices to see what everyone was up to oh yeah he like he was known for that and he came across one of yale's mock-ups which was an illusion of falling snow and walt later asked him to help research and develop attractions for disneyland wasn't like that mock-up when it the falling snow thing wasn't that the predecessor to pepper's ghost not exactly okay i wish i could see a picture because i'm not even envisioning what the falling snow image was yeah but maybe we have to look that up and find out absolutely but imagine just you know you tinker around at your desk and your boss comes around and says i want you to do this full time oh yeah definitely that would be lovely Especially if it was Walt Disney himself. Right. John Hench, the former senior yep, vice president yep. of creative development at Walt Disney Imagineering, once recalled, quote, Whenever we needed a special effect, we went to Yale. Sometimes it took a while to get what we were asking for. However, along the way, he developed other marvelous effects that we could use elsewhere. I remember one time we asked him to create a particular illusion. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And in the process of experimenting, he developed a gopher bomb which we all used in our yards. It worked very well. And <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I didn't come up with great effects, but if you have gophers,
1: totally, here you go.
0: <laughs> Again, this just seems very 1950s. We'll annihilate the creatures in your yard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I didn't finish the job yet, so I'm going to go back to work. <laughs>
0: In 1961, Yale began the second and most significant stage of his Disney career as a special effects and lighting artist at Walt Disney Imagineering, which was then called WED Mm -hmm. Enterprises, with no special effects training... Like, officially. I, but I don't think there really was any back, back then. then. I I think you just learned by doing. It was and for you, him, it was his hands on experimentation. And you sort
1: of learned by, like, working with the other imagination. Yeah.
0: It was sort of a group effort. Yeah. Um,
1: sort group, of that whole the, it takes a village to raise a child thing.
0: <laughs> it usually takes a group of people to come up with something as cool as just about anything oh, at Disney. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing there is the work of a single person. There were contributors everywhere.
1: If you haven't guessed by now, people. Heather and I are really big into the effects of Disney and what goes into making all this stuff.
0: The At, the parks. Parks. Yes, At the parks. Yeah, especially. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the movies, we know what happens. But, well, we
0: like the movies, yeah, too. But,
1: most of them. But especially
0: the older ones. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, we will talk about some of the effects. Okay. One of the cool ones that if you've been to Disney, or even if you mm. haven't, you can look this up on YouTube. Yes. It still exists today, but you can check it out on classic Disney rides. He did Pirates of the Caribbean, the flames of the burning city, Port Royale, I guess. The fire effect, it also has scent that goes along with yes. it, the smell. It's yep. just, so it smells like real fire. But the fire effect appeared so realistic that the Disneyland slash Anaheim Fire Department... Wanted a special switch so they could turn it off in case of a real fire. Oh yeah! It looked too real to them.
1: That is that is amazing.
0: He also created a really cool effect that looks like fireflies. Yeah, the fireflies. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland has a much longer intro section, and it they, goes they through get this like bayou. A long
1: bayou. Yeah, where right. we get sort of like a pass by.
0: Yeah, we kind of almost immediately get into the pirates, whereas at uh, Disneyland you have I don't know like six I, minutes before.
1: You see any like a, in in I think hours the runtime is about seven minutes long.
0: Theirs is like almost thirteen minutes long. It's basically twice as long. That's yeah. just no fair. But of course, part of this is like the Bayou scene. But yeah. there are fireflies. Now this part cracks me up. He later admitted he had never seen a firefly in his life, which is kind of sad. Really, it is really. And, as we've already mentioned, Walt Disney World, ours, uh-huh. does not have the firefly effect. But I would not be surprised if they don't put them somewhere. They did use it in the,
1: um, uh,
0: forget the name of the ride, in the
1: Mexico Pavilion ride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where in they Epcot? U- yeah, in Epcot. That's where they use the fireflies for hours.
0: Yeah, that ride, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head either, but it has Donald Duck, the Three Caballeros. Yeah. The parrot and the, well, I guess it's two kind of parrots, yeah. isn't it? I those know. birds. Yeah. I think one of them is actually like a rooster. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. But you know what I'm talking like, about. <laughs> like,
1: okay, so the effects, side note, the effects of that ride mm-hmm. in the Mexico Pavilion made me want to be an Imagineer. Because really? I remember when I was maybe nine, my uncle took me to Epcot. We just oh, wow. went up there for the day. Now, I was living in southern Florida. It wasn't that long of a drive. Yeah. It was like three hours to get up there, and then, you know, we hung out in Epcot. But so, anyway, a, a day trip. Yeah. A long one, but a day trip. So, we walk into... He's like, let's go see the Mexico Pavilion. We walk in, and keep in mind, it is like noon, if uh-huh. not like eleven o'clock in the morning. But as soon as you walk in, it looks like it's night. Twilight isn't it, isn't it is night. It is always like dusk. Yes, it is. It is and it's like it's you're magic. on a awesome. street and there are parties happening and people are celebrating and if you look at the wall, it looks like off in the distance there's one of those Aztec like ruins or the mine. Of a ziggurat kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And you could feel the wind Ooh. coming off of the off of the water. And so I mean, many little
0: little details there. Oh
1: my god. Like it felt like you were there. That is what
0: made me fall in love with Imagineering. And has kept you entranced ever since.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, we're gonna move on to the Haunted Mansion of Yes, of course. Now, again, we're talking about the original Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Yes. But a lot of this, since they knew they were building Walt Disney World, they went ahead and built a lot of things in duplicate yep. to be ready. Well, the only difference really between, I mean, I, I mean, big significant difference between
1: our Haunted Mansion and their Haunted Mansion is they have the elevator that actually takes you down into the ride. And where in Florida, you sit on the water table, so you can't go down any further. Right. <laughs> It's the stretching room we're
0: talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking you're...
1: about the stretching room. It's actually an elevator.
0: That and the exterior of every haunted mansion looks very different. Yes. But that was not part of Yale Gracie's interest. Yeah, no. As I said, he mm-hmm. invented multiple effects for this. Mm-hmm. He and Raleigh Crump had so much fun oh, working Raleigh on Oh, Raleigh Crump, this. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one, Crump was the one who designed all kinds of, like, the Museum of the Weird stuff, mm-hmm. and he had some creepy ideas. Didn't he even,
1: like, design, like, the original, the way the busts had the projections on them?
0: I honestly don't know. Well, no, because this is a Gail Gracie thing. We're oh, about to okay. get into that. So we'll start with Madame Leota. Yeah. In the seance room. Now, if you don't know, again, I highly recommend you look up on YouTube. Everyone who's ever been through the Haunted Mansion seems to have filmed it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a woman's head inside a crystal ball, and she's chanting a sort of rhyming calling of the spirits. It's a seance room. Yeah. Now, the animation of Madame Leota's face is like one of the first truly magical effects in the haunted mansion, and it is achievable only through some really interesting technology. Her, shall we say, Lioda's chanting visage is a projection of a real face yeah. onto a kind of blank. Face? Yeah. How did it like the mannequin head inside the ball? I don't know if that made sense. No, I mean it think I think like it if makes sense. like you turn it off, there's a head in the ball, but it's blank. Yeah, it's no just face. a blank it's just a blank mannequin head. Now the actress who did the performance of Madame Leota, Leota uh, the reason they called her that is Leota There Could there be a more perfect name for uh, right, a creepy Imagineer? She right. was a real woman. Now, As a note, we have had kittens, both named one named Leota and the other named Gracie. And the other named Gracie, yeah. But Leota Toombs was herself an Imagineer who worked at WED. Mm-hmm. And they just, I guess they just liked the, her facial structure. So, Because she was part of costuming and modeling and she was on other attractions. She worked on It's a Small World. She worked on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Now, the voice was Eleanor Audley who is known as Maleficent Maleficent. and Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Which I believe they still use the exact same recording. Oh, yeah. Um, Almost. Now, in Disneyland in California, they have a sort of Halloween-slash-Christmas layover or overlay. I always say that wrong. Mm -hmm. um, Where they do Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Now... They re-filmed that section using Leota Toome's daughter, Kim Irvine, who is also a Disney... I don't know if she's an Imagineer, but I know she's an employee there. It's a family affair, yes. And there's sort of this, how to put it, miniature... Yeah. (laughs) A miniature person in... You're basically going through what looks like a mausoleum, and there's this little bitty ghost that says, Hurry back! That is the actual voice of Leota Tombs. That's cool. Now, in recent years, they've done some upgrades, and now the crystal ball floats over the table. It used to be static. It used to sit on the table, and now it floats. So the projection has to follow and keep up with where her her face is because it keeps moving. Now, the same projection method was used for the singing busts in the graveyard. If they're not on, or like the projections aren't on, they just look like five statues that are blank. They're just blank. The faces are recorded, the singers were recorded, and then projected onto the statues. And I think that's really, really cool.
1: Now, you know the names of the people who were projected on there, don't you?
0: I have heard of them. I have run into them. I do not have them memorized. Oh, okay. Um, I think they're... I thought they they were like the original... um, I want to say they're the Mellow Men. Yeah, the Mellow Men. That's what I was trying to think of. One of them, and it's the one that's the broken bust. It looks like his head's fallen off. And he kind of looks like Walt Disney, and a lot of people think that's who it is. It is not. That's Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl
1: Ravenscroft. Such a cool name.
0: It is also a very cool name. (laughs) He did a lot of voices for Disney. You can hear him in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's weirdly the German parrot in the tiki room. In the tiki room. He is most famous for You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and Tony the Tiger. Yep. He just has the most amazing, deep voice.
1: Uh, There's actually quite a little interesting video we were watching the other night where the voice comparisons as to the characters, remember? It showed them all singing the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool.
0: Now, I don't remember, like, all of the Bust characters have names. I don't remember them at the moment. Nor do I remember any of the other singers. Thanks for putting me on the spot. But no, I don't recall. <laughs> this but is I Disney. You're known. welcome. <laughs> yes, I know. But it is eminently look upable. Mm-hmm. Google-able? Googleable? Yeah. Wow. I guess that's a Google verb. Google has become a verb. It is. Yep. Now you mentioned Pepper's Ghost. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that. One of
1: my favorite effects, by the way. So
0: Gracie used a nineteenth century theater trick basically mm-hmm. now this was used in the ballroom and it has baffled guests for decades back in the 80s people were thinking are they holograms well no there
1: weren't holograms when this was designed uh, technically by definition they are holograms but not what people think but yeah. not but, what people think they're you know people hear
0: hologram and they think star trek well yeah yeah yeah, you know,
1: but that's really not it that's
0: <laughs> so again look up Haunted Mansion, if you are unfortunate enough to have never been. If, yeah,
1: if you've never been, sort of like Lottie, who's never been. <laughs> oh, poor Lottie. If you've never been,
0: you need to look these up because, this, yeah. So the ballroom ghosts mm-hmm. are brought to us by means of an old stage illusion called Pepper's Ghost. hmm now, the animatronics are actually in a painted black room under where your vehicle, the Doom Buggies, are. We basically are going through a hallway, and they are underneath us. You don't see them. What you see is a reflection on what is a huge pane of glass. It's so big you don't really notice it. You're looking through a big window. You're looking into the dining room slash ballroom, and there's that's where the tables and chairs and yep. everything are, whereas the actual animatronics are in the room, But they're underneath you. They're They're underneath you, and all of the props and and furnishings are black. So when the light shines on them, you can see them. It looks like they are appearing at the table or on the dance floor. And this is kind of a thing... Well, they also use it in Tower of Terror when the elevator doors open and you see the family that got zapped into the twilight zone. Now, if you've ever kind of looked out the car window or like opened your front door and you have the glass door and the lights are on so you can see yourself... While also seeing outside, that's basically what Peppers goes. That, yeah,
1: that, that's that's a very rudimentary. Peppers goes. Yeah,
0: very very simple. But it's a much simpler effect than people realize. Now, oh, granted, yeah. someone has to be there and like standing in there and making sure that they all line up. I don't know, like they stand where the Doom Buggies are, and someone's down below going, "All right, turn slightly two yeah, he's to the left." He's got two guys on the radio going, "You need to step right, Bob." <laughs> now you mentioned Master Gracie. Mm-hmm. Like many Imagineers, Yale Gracie received a tribute in the, quote, family graveyard which surrounds the entrance at the mansion. He did. His name appears on a tombstone as Master Gracie. Yep. Now, this alludes to him being a master of special effects, although the term refers in universe to a nobleman of young age that has nothing to do with mastery of any kind. Ex Atencio was one of the writers and he intended for the role or the title of master to refer to said young person not master of the house. But the audience took it as such and has run with it. Yeah. Now the epitaph is Master Gracie laid to rest. No mourning please at his request. (laughs) Hmm. In... I don't know if it's the same way in California but in ours it's actually slightly raised. Yeah. It's... In a brick... It looks like a brick planter, basically. It has grass in it and then the epitaph. Oh, yeah, like, you, like when you walk up to it, you see it. It's very, very cool. Yeah, it's very noticeable. Now, due to the association of Master Gracie, the tombstone and all that, the concept merged as Master of the Mansion, despite Exotensio's desire... And the tribute was turned into a character which became a staple of Haunted Mansion mythos. Which there is a lot. There is. So the Haunted Mansion is often semi-officially and unofficially named Gracie Manor. While Disney World even had a sign identifying it as a canon name of the location, the family... Uh, air quotes, which owns the mansion in life, is often referred to as the Gracie family, with Gracie being used as a common surname in the haunted mansion. Master Gracie has been used as a character in media, such mm-hmm. as the Ghost Gallery, the SLG Comics, and the 2003 film. I believe, wasn't it also used in the Muppets? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I do believe so. Because the Muppets did that whole haunted
1: mansion movie, which was the actually, crossover. which was actually phenomenal.
0: <laughs> and by the way, in the what is it? Uh, the their version of Madame Leota being played by Miss Piggy, Kim Irvine, her daughter, plays the maid, which polishes off the uh, the crystal ball. Wow. Um, and we have a friend who, at this point in time, must remain anonymous. Who is in the new upcoming movie that's going to be released soon? Yeah, yeah. And I asked her flat out if Master Gracie is part of the script, and her answer is, "quote I have no knowledge of this, but it sounds possible." She she can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, yeah, and actually, if you if you're
1: listening to this one, just know we love you. <laughs> And we don't want
0: to get you in trouble. Yes. In the Ghost Gallery, Master Gracie attended Yale University as an allusion to his name. Yep. And in the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen in the Magic Kingdom, if you look at the bookshelves, there is a book called Tales of the Supernatural written by one Y. Gracie. Yeah, you pointed
1: this out to me the first time I ever went into the uh, Skipper Canteen.
0: Yes, this is a whole joyous thing. A side note, if you will, in Magic Kingdom. The Mm -hmm. Skipper Canteen... There is a whole bookshelf full of wonderfully, stupidly titled books. One of my favorites being um, Fifty Shades of Khaki. (laughs) <laughs> they do have the Jungle Book. What was it? Like Waterfalls I Have Visited, followed by Waterfalls I Have Fallen Off of. Wait, wasn't that Albert Falls who wrote that one? I think so. There is something by Albert A. Wall yeah. as well. They love Albert. Yeah. The well, his daughter's bird name is Alberta. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, the puns are strong. But if you go to the Jungle Canteen, look at it. And also look at the corkboard. But anyway. If you have a uh, haunted house, I feel
1: bad for you, son. I got 990 99 ghost and your ghost ain't one
0: sorry <laughs> i feel like you're not in 2015 the attractionistas this attractionistas is a, this is a thing i missed out yes. on yes there was a doll themed around the haunted mansion that was called gracie gracie now this is kind of cool though the idea of yale gracie being the ghost host now granted he's not the ghost host yeah no. that was paul freeze yep But according to... Also did a lot
1: of voices as well. He
0: did, he did. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean quite a lot. Yes. But according to WED designer, Raleigh Crump, who we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. Gracie actually played host to a ghost when he was a kid. Uh, When they were building the Haunted Mansion, Crump asked Gracie if he'd ever experienced anything paranormal. And without hesitation, he said, Oh yeah, I had a ghost read to me at 10 years old. That's crazy. When Gracie was little... Oh, as he said, 10. Mm-hmm. He would visit relatives on the East Coast. So, you know, I don't know how southernly that is, but at least it's on our side of the country. Yeah. And they would stay in... what I don't know what the relative was, but this big old house. All his cousins shared a bedroom, and at night, an old lady would come out of the closet and read to them. The kids liked her, so they never said anything to the parents for fear that she would disappear. But apparently, Gracie's mom asked, you know, did he have a good time? And he's like, yeah, the lady in the closet would read to us. And she apparently never came... Back after oh, that, that's, all the mad at him. Uh, so that was like one little tidbit of actual creepiness. Mm-hmm. He also contributed to the 1964 slash 65 New York World's oh, Fair attraction.
1: So we're now getting into the realms of animatronic
0: Abe Lincoln, yes, carousel progress, and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure what all he did work on, but as we mentioned, the World Fair attractions include Small World, the, the initial. Abe Lincoln, which is now in Hall of President. Yeah. Some kind of automotive experience, which I totally cannot remember what it is. The Pixie Dust technology, which was used initially in Carousel of Progress, which they don't have that there, I don't yeah. think anymore. But they now use it or a version of it in Space Mountain to block out the roller coaster structure. But I imagine now it's it's not so much Pixie Dust as stars. Yeah. After thirty-six years with the company. Yale retired on October 4th, 1975. Mm -hmm. I would have been one, almost. And I would have not been born yet. Indeed, because I'm so much older than you. Oh, I was born in 79, so not
1: much. (laughs) Yes, we were born in the late 1900s.
0: Sad, isn't it? Mm. (laughs) Someone, I forget what company, someone produced a historical doll from the 1990s, and I'm just like, ouch. Right? (laughs) Really? Really? He continued to consult on special effects Of course he did And lighting Yeah people who have fun at their jobs don't really want to retire I don't think He did lighting for attractions at Walt Disney World And Epcot Center Mm -hmm. Including and I don't remember this one Um, the breathtaking center core finale of the world of motion attraction. As we mentioned before, he is definitely one of the greats at Walt Disney Imagineering, no matter what the name was at the time. Um, Working alongside, or at least nearby, the likes of Mark Davis, Ken Anderson, and of course, Raleigh Crump, who is known for the Museum of the Weird. Now here's where it takes a little bit of a grim turn. September 5th, 1983. I would have been four. Nine. Gracie was shot and killed in Los Angeles by what has been posted as a burglar. Hmm. Two days after his birthday.
1: That's rough.
0: I know. Gracie and his wife Beverly were staying overnight at their cabana They, in retirement. They had two homes in their cabana at the Bel Air Bay Club on Pacific Coast Highway in the Pacific... Palisades neighborhood of western Los Angeles. The shooting was reported at approximately 2.30 a.m. by another club member. Oh. A police spokesman indicated that Gracie and his wife were both asleep when an unknown intruder entered and shot them both, then fled onto the beach. So, dude just kind of popped in, popped them, and popped out. As far as anyone can tell, yeah. Wow. From the UPI archives, September 6, 1983, quote, Yale Gracie, 73, of Beverly Hills, was shot several times with a small caliber gun and died inside the cabana at the exclusive Bel Air Bay Club in Pacific Palisades. His wife, Beverly, 61, who was also shot, was listed in stable condition in the intensive care unit at Santa Monica Hospital following surgery. Police said they hoped to interview her late Tuesday or on Wednesday. A motive has never been determined. There were no suspects. And to this day, no updates have ever been made. Now, from what I've
1: gathered, from what you told me, from what I understand... Nothing was taken. No.
0: Or if it was, it was never reported. It just seemed like someone came in, shot them, and left. They, I mean, it's been listed as a burglary or a burglar who came in. But, I mean, I get the impression Yale did not wake up. I guess she did. But, yeah, it's just like someone walked in, shot them, and left. And yet, as I understand, Yale Gracie is one of the more unassuming, quiet people. So no one has ever really figured out why. Wow. It's been strange um the closest that we got was when they did interview beverly she said something about it was a man and a dog she cited that there was a dog present and so some of the police i think posited that maybe it was kind of a drifter hobo sort of person mm. but again we don't know
1: but then again that stands to
0: reason why would you just walk in shoot somebody and walk out that no idea wow but it does seem like this would be a cool cold case to open up and see if they could figure out yeah
1: oh kenda we need kenda (laughs) we need kenda absolutely
0: he might do well
1: everybody get on the horn with joe kenda and get him (laughs) on
0: this joe if you're listening to this you gotta do it for us bro oh lord i would be lovely if joe kenda was one of our listeners right other things we like to watch true crime stuff No wonder we get nightmares. (laughs) I mean, he has, what, like a 79% success rate? Uh, Maybe higher than that. I forget. Like, come on, Mr. Kenda, please! Yale Gracie was posthumously inducted as a Disney legend in 1999. Mm -hmm. Now, apparently, every morning, cast members place a red rose on Master Gracie's grave in both parts. Wow. Now, this is believed to have started in the 1980s, right after the murder, as a tribute to him. Now, I don't know if they still do this, but when we... go, we absolutely must ask. And take roses of our own. We could. Now on Disney Plus, if you're one of those people who has it streaming, there are Sort of like us. Oh yeah. Many documentaries. Different ones. On the theme parks themselves. On the development. Mm -hmm. After the creations of several attractions. Um, There's one that Dwayne Johnson put out that was specific to the attractions. And there's one that I want to say was specific to Imagineering that was kind of a history of all the parks. Yeah, yeah. Can I remember what either of them are called? No, but they have a whole documentary section. Go cruise through there and look for them. Because you will see lots of tidbits about all the cool attractions and how everyone contributed to them. But Yale Gracie's name comes up time and time again. Yeah, yeah, anytime anybody is talking about Imagineering, his name is there. Absolutely. So I've seen several of these, and of course there's always YouTube, but... I love this because it makes sure that we, at least those of us who are Disney nerds, don't forget the names of the people who started it all. Yeah. Because at this point, we're getting to the point where they're all retiring. They've passed on. They've passed on, yeah. A lot of them have passed away because, you know, this was the 50s when they were young and vibrant and doing this stuff. I think a lot of the older ones have retired. And so we're on to, like, the next generation or a couple of them now. Again, Joe Rohde. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Oh, even he just retired not too, too long ago. Yeah. He's the one who did all of Animal Kingdom. All of Animal Kingdom. <laughs> and he is also the one with the creepy... I mean, it, to me, it just creeps me out. The giant earring or the collective. of his, earrings.
1: He's, his ear is gauged and he yeah. has all the earrings hanging
0: out of it. But he does seem really cool. Like, he would be so cool to, like, take a tour with. Yeah, but that would probably cost way more than we he, ever made. I don't know he just, <laughs> he just strikes me as the type that if he was
1: leading you through Animal Kingdom he would like come with a Yeti case full of beer and <laughs> be like here I'm going to take you in
0: a Yeti case for the Yeti well Yeti
1: is they just make no coolers yet. I know but I'm just saying like he just strikes me as the type he would be wearing like board shorts and like a lion <laughs> shirt with his piercings and his you know he tattoos and know. like walking around with a beer in his hand blue-like sunblock <laughs> on his nose.
0: <laughs> well, we may have to do something special on him because he is also very cool. Yes. But I don't know that... Well, I mean, I guess the Expedition Everest could be considered a little creepy because that's cryptids. Yeah, that is cryptids. That is the Yeti. So for now, we are out of interesting information. I have to say that researching this was kind of hard because there is still not much on well, yeah, the actual part. Yeah, it was probably fun. Pardon?
1: It was probably fun.
0: Oh, what? Researching Yeah. This? It is, but also frustrating. Like I said, on the murder, nothing. Just about nothing. I usually have a few different sources that I can pull from, and nothing. Okay, I had like two that I could find, and and they just there's not much. Yeah. Literally, it comes down to someone walked in, killed him, and left. Which that, I hate.
1: that is just that's messed up.
0: And I think that's a, I don't know. I, it just irks me that that's. I mean, I guess in the one way he passed away in his sleep, but still. That's a terrible way for someone who's so cool to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, as I said, we have come to the end of this one. Yep. We hope you all enjoyed hearing about Yale Gracie. Obviously, we're we're imagine your nerds. Yes. His sometimes spooky, but always ingenious creations. The man was a genius. And the true crime element of his unsolved murder. I hate that his life ended this way, because he just sounds like a truly lovely yeah, individual. Yeah, he, he, he sounds like he would be really cool to kind of hang around with. I mean, I think at this point he would have passed on by natural oh, yeah by yeah. now, but yeah. still. I mean, he was 75 when he got shot in 83, so. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a while back. But fans of the Haunted Mansion and or fans of imagineers um, we all have a both? special place for him yep. yeah and, that's why I said and or
1: <laughs> we do we have a special place for him we do yeah
0: not to mention he just has a cool name <laughs> yep we had to explain when we got our little kitty and named him gracie everyone's like but that's a girl's name no not exactly <laughs> we spell it like this yep it's a y on the end instead of an ie anyway yep Just because everyone needed to know about Gracie, I guess. Indeed. So, like us on Facebook, find us on our socials. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. We're not entirely sure what our schedule's going to be. We're pretty sure we're going to post after this week, despite our vacation, but we're not positive. No, it'll be up. We'll think so. It'll it'll be up. But we are going to be taking our little trip in Disney and maybe filming some moments here and there. And sending pictures. Well, hopefully. Posting pictures. And we're finally doing Keys to the Kingdom, which we're not allowed to take pictures, but maybe you can draw real quick. Yeah, I'll just do, <laughs> do a bunch of sketches. <laughs> just, yeah. But keep an eye out. We might. Either way, we'll be back soon. Bye, Bye y'all.
1: Okay, I got an idea. Joe rody Joe Kenda solving the murder. That sounds epic.
0: Yes. Oh, wait. I want to say one thing. Yeah? Hurry back.